Katie Sherman from MLive and Michigan's Best, and we continue our series focusing on businesses that are crafting in Michigan with Founders Brewing Company and their Crafted in Michigan campaign. And I'm super excited to introduce you to our guest today because her business sounds so cool and I cannot wait to hear more about it. We've got Amy Peterson from Rebel Nell in Detroit joining us today. Amy, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Awesome. Well, when I looked up um, Rebel Nell, I was first intrigued by the products that you guys are creating, which are um, beautiful pieces of jewelry that you're making out of um, pieces of graffiti that you're finding um, in places like Flint and Detroit and Chicago. And they're absolutely stunning. But then as I read more and learned about the story behind the business, I was extra intrigued. So Amy, tell us a little bit about Rebel Nell and how you guys got started and the mission behind your business. Sure, Rebel Nell uh, was started in 2013 in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, my business partner, Diana Roginson, and I uh, had a dream about creating a company that would teach a woman to fish. Um, I, at the time, lived right, ne right next door to a well-known women's shelter called Cots and had lots of conversations with the incredible women who were living there. Um, from that uh, spawned this idea of how can we create a company that would not only provide employment, but also all of the wraparound support that the women needed in order to transition to a successful life. Um, and the concept uh, was born then, and then we needed a product. We had no idea what the heck we were going to make to provide for the employment. Um, and we were inspired one day, uh, I took a run on the Dequinder cut and found um, some graffiti that had fallen off the walls. And that's how we got the idea for our product. It's all one of a kind pieces of jewelry made from uh, graffiti once it falls off the walls. I just, I love everything about this, this concept. Um, and I, I just find it a, a, a really interesting way to approach a business in the sense of you're not just going to create a product, but you're going to, you're really going to change lives in a sense. And you're going to give women the tools to do it um, themselves. It's not a handout. It's, it's a, Kind of a learning a whole new way right yeah that's actually we're a very unique company in the sense that we started mission first and product was second um, and that has always been our goal is to make sure that the women we serve are first and foremost in every decision that we make um, and that is uh, something that we've been very successful at you know sticking with and maintaining for the seven years so far that we've been in business that's awesome. Well, we're going to look at some of the products and talk a little bit more about those um, and, and um, how you guys create them. But let's talk a little bit about what, what you learned as you lived next door to Cots, um, the shelter in Detroit, and what you heard from the women and how you approached that, the mission and how you're uh, achieving success with that now. So when we first started having conversations, it was just, these are my neighbors and I would just chat with them. My, my dog was a wonderful uh, bridge. He was an incredibly friendly dog and deserves a lot of credit for why I started the company. But um, just having conversations, which I feel like we need to do more as a country anyways, just have more conversations. And, uh, you know, I learned that these were women who left really challenging situations in search of a better opportunity, not only for themselves, but for their family, even if this meant going into the shelter. Um, you know, many had uh, uh, challenges with abusive relationships and they just needed to escape or there had been some sort of tragic incident in their lives and they needed a fresh start um, and just the courage and the incredible optimism that they had I, you just want to be a part of their journey to help them succeed 
And that was really what, um, what, what kicked off this whole idea. I like that because I think that we, we, I agree with what you said about we need to have more conversations. And I think as women, we, uh, especially when, when you have children you're taking care of and things like that, there's so many times in your life where you might be one step away from absolute disaster. Um, but some of the things that you're doing that are concrete to, to help the women out, let's talk about that because some of the things you're doing, things like uh, teaching financial management so that maybe you, you yep. can be a little bit more steady with your income and things. Yeah, so that's a really important part is uh, the curriculum that we are constantly building out and improving, but the, the basis are that we offer uh, financial literacy, business education, life wellness, housing resources, legal aid. Uh, we help them tackle um, if their driver's license, for example, has been suspended, we get it reinstated. So a lot of legal aid help, uh, housing resources, and we do microloans, uh, interest-free microloans, really just to kind of help them where it's needed, kind of no questions asked, but something that uh, I understand what I had, you know, again, having these conversations and realizing there's just a few life situations difference between me and the women that we serve. And I had an incredible support system growing up to help catch me when I would fall or make a mistake. And we're all human and everybody errs. And if you didn't have that support system, it's a little more challenging to get back on your feet. And so I think even at the end of the day, what we truly offer is a very loving, encouraging and supportive uh, culture that, that offers that support. We're very often a shoulder to cry on and a place that just tells you, we love you, you've got this and we're gonna be here for you. And you know, the power that that has is also pretty transformative. How do you find the women that are working with Rebel Now? We have seven local hiring partners, uh, seven local shelters. Our primary focus, we, have, um, we hire women who are faced with homelessness, who have been formerly incarcerated or refugees. The secret really to our sauce is we rely on all the incredible work that the caseworkers do already within the shelters. And we reach out directly to them because of the relationships we've built when we are ready to hire and say, you know, we're, we've got two more spots to fill. Uh, who do you think is ready for this type of, of opportunity? Mm -hmm. And they will suggest and we will interview from, um, from the women that they identify. So how many women have gone through the program or are currently in the program? Yeah, to date, we've hired 26 women out of shelters and we've graduated 20 into the traditional workforce. Um, I never in a million years thought that, you know, when Diane and I started this in 2013 as a passion project, that this is what we'd be doing both of us full time. And, and we've had the impact that we did, but you know, that is really why we started it. Just, uh, I think, you know, reporting that statistic makes me pretty happy. You should be very happy that that is a great accomplishment. What do you, what do the women do when they graduate? Do you, do they typically go into one type of, you know, work area or are they kind of all over the place? It's a great question. I think one thing that we do really well is we do a very individualized approach to, uh, to understanding what are their dreams and ambitions and how do we get them closer to that versus like a one size fits all. Um, you know, the first year curriculum is, how do we get you to a place where you can you can breathe, right? Where you're able to get your finances in order. Uh, you're no longer worried about housing. And so after that first year where we've tackled a lot of the barriers that have been prohibitive in the past, the next phase is what have you always wanted to do? Now that you aren't living second to second and paycheck to paycheck, how do we get you to a place where 
now, now let's get you closer to your dream job. And so whether that's going back to school, uh, getting a particular driver's license, we've had women graduate in kind of all various fields. One started her own business. Uh, home health care has been a big draw because of the flexibility in hours working um, for Ford. Um, we're starting to roll out actually a customer service program. We just opened a retail store. Well, we opened and shut. Right. <laughs> now it was back open. Um, that eventually uh, that will become a customer service uh, training program and our women will get trained in, in how to run a retail store as well. Uh, so that will just add to their resume as they're ready to transition. That's great. So how long is the program? Is it a, it's a set amount of time that they, they go through this with Rebel Now? It, it varies. We say on average, it's about 18 months, mm -hmm. uh, but it's not like a hard stop. And then, you know, it's ready to transition. It's, you know, getting through the program. And as I mentioned before, we really do it based on the individual and um, her needs. So for example, uh, a woman who is on her own and maybe has six kids who are younger, it may take her a little bit longer than the woman whose kids are grown and she's just able to focus on herself. Um, she may move a little bit faster through the program. So it's, it's, it's roughly 18 months. That's awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about the jewelry that you're creating with your team at Rebel Nell. And you're using graffiti that you're finding around the city of Detroit. And like I mentioned earlier, Flint and Chicago. Um, how did you guys then go from picking some graffiti up off the Quinder cut to manufacturing high-end jewelry? Uh, yeah, again, I mean, it's this, this crazy business idea, but we have, um, I, we really, Diane and I really wanted to uh, pay tribute to the city that we love and live in, and that was really important for us. Uh, so we have brainstormed all types of different product ideas, but um, what really stuck was, was seeing this chipped paint. And again, like I, I want to stress, we have a very clear no peel policy. We don't touch it till it's on the ground. We have a lot of respect for the muralists. Many of the muralists are our friends. We just pick it up once it's kind of flaked off the walls. We put it in these big Tupperware bins, but then we bring it back to the shop and repurpose it. And we're able through a special process to bring out the, the unique layers. So it's really cool because each piece is really one of a kind, not only because that cross section of graffiti, but because of the woman who made it, she has the vision behind what she's creating and what piece she's making. That's my favorite part of the job is to see the confidence come through when they're able to make their first pieces um, and how much pride they feel when somebody buys something that they had a vision for. Um, and something that I don't think we gave enough credit to when we first started the business is how powerful the actual jewelry process, making of the jewelry is to the evolution of, of the women. I could see that. Yeah, that, that cre the, the creative process. And it, it's and then, yeah, that you get to put it out there and, and have people's response. I mean, that is really a gift you're giving, right, to the women who are making it. Thank you. I dig that. So what is, so I looked at some of the jewelry and you are wearing some right now and I'm sure you probably have some there yeah. if you want to hold it up to the, yeah, so we can see it. I was really surprised at the, you mentioned like the depth of color and I mean, it really doesn't come across quite as graffiti in a sense. It's like a whole different thing. How do you guys do that? Yeah, so it's a bit of a trade secret, so I can only tell you okay. so much, um, that is, uh, the, so once we do, like it's, every slab is unique and, and I think that that's what's really cool about um, you know, kind of exploring the layers 
And once you have this slab, then you can be able to punch like whatever. This is a cool one too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Very cool. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, this one's beautiful too. I love it. Um, and, and it's just fascinating to see what comes out and, and to be also something that we've really started to appreciate more and more is how we're sort of preservationists of um, this cool part of Detroit. And you can really leave with a piece of Detroit uh, that is, is pretty special. And that's also what le have led to several new collections that we've started to do with just different iconic buildings. Um, like we have a special collection for Michigan Central Station. Um, we had, we did a collection with the Red Wings for the Joe Lewis. We recently launched a collection with um, the Pistons from the Palace as they were, you know, kind of tearing that down. So it's been fun to see how that part of our business, how we kind of have that um, ability to preserve and turn it into wearable art uh, has, has continued to evolve and expand. It's been really neat. Yeah, I thought that was super sweet because I saw you did you have a, a one of your series as uh, Grand Central Station, and I thought instantly of my mom who's a Detroiter, and I'm like, oh, she would love something like that because she every time we drive by, she laments, you know, the fact that it's you know falling down and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, to to restore a little bit of that greatness of Detroit, um, kind of one piece of jewelry at a time, and I love that each one is totally unique. So. It's uh, something you can wear that no one else is going to have, one that's quite exactly like that one. Yep, it's one of no other kind. <laughs> I love that tagline. <laughs> that's great. So you mentioned that you recently um, opened a retail store in Detroit. Yes. Uh, we opened last year, just enough like time for the holidays to get our feet wet and then, of course, had to shut it down um, in March, but we've just recently started to reopen um, with some limited hours as we're still trying to, to figure it out and, and what are people's appetite for going out and shopping. Uh, but we are currently open Tuesday through Saturday um, and the hours can be found on our website at rebelnell.com. Now, is that your only store or do you also sell retail in, through other establishments? That's our only uh, oh, like self-owned and operated store. But okay. we do have a, like we're in about 40 different stores in and around the country that carry our product. We love our retailers and can't wait for them all to open and, and to go back to the success that, that we all had prior to this. And we're really praying and hoping that, that they can all make it through this. But um, yes, but we know that some are starting to open, so that's good news. But again, that list too, if there, you can go to our uh, retailer section and you know, find a store closest to you to go check out our product. Now, you also work uh, closely with other uh, groups and sponsors that help you put this program together. Is that correct, Amy? Um, are you referring to T? Yes. 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 <laughs> so tell me about that. It's T-E-A, and it stands for yes. Teach, Empower, and Achieve, correct? Correct. And what is, what is the story behind that? Yeah, T was started in 20, um, 2018. Um, again, what had happened uh, was, and we are, we, Rebel Mail is considered a social enterprise. After learning a lot about social enterprises, I've learned that many have uh, a nonprofit arm or a nonprofit that they work really closely with uh, to help with all of the resources that are offered. So a perfect example is in 2016, we had a rough year. I mean, like most businesses, it was a really challenging year for us, uh, almost shut it down completely. 
And um, one thing that was happening, it was around this time, actually in July, where you know sales are typically low. And one of our ladies had asked for a micro loan and she was eligible for it. And we did not have the money in our bank account. And I gave it to her personally, but this was our moment of this can never happen. As we grow and we continue to serve more and more women, we need to be able to maintain the resources. The resources should always be available and never be impacted by the ebb and flow of the business. How do we guarantee that those are always there while Rebel Nell can still operate as a business and continue to like try spend on marketing and try and grow because the more we have in sales, the more women we can employ. Thus, Teach, Empower, Achieve was born to really house all the resources and become its own independent nonprofit that serves companies like Rebel Nell. Um, and then it will continue to grow and help other companies that have a desire and a passion to employ uh, a challenged workforce. We can come in and provide all the expertise to them so that they can also continue to thrive and grow as a business because we all need to be good at business in order to provide for the women and people that we serve. Interesting. So T actually works not only with Rebel Now, but with other businesses and companies in Michigan. Yeah, we're still we're still kind of in the beta phase. Uh, it's still been working primarily with Rebel now, but we did actually during quarantine have our first experience with um, another uh, company that they are really focused. They want to get there. You know, a lot of companies don't start out mission first, but they really want to incorporate it, mm -hmm. and it can be really overwhelming. Uh, you know, so much of our we pay for the women to take classes. Like the Rebel now is paying for that service. Um, how, how do they do it? Uh, without completely uh, you know, over uh, spending too much money and time and energy thinking about it, we can go in and say, here's what, here's what has worked. Here's what we need to do. Mm -hmm. So we still have some tweaks to make, but the goal is that T will go on and hopefully have many branches all over the country and servicing other small businesses like ours. That's such an interesting concept. I, I love that I, idea so much. That's, that's awesome. Um, the Crafted in Michigan campaign, uh, brought to you by founders. They are using their social media to help promote businesses, crafters around Michigan. Uh, how did you guys get involved with them? Or was it just a, a blessing that came down from above? <laughs> it was truly just a, a blessing that came down from above. I, I think they had posted about us on our social media and we were like, well, oh, that was very nice. Thank you for thinking of us. Uh, so yeah, that's, that was uh, a nice to to get somebody to to mention you at any time. Well, maybe we should talk to founders about being part of T. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that. Um, Amy, if people want to um, shop for some jewelry, which they can do online if they if they'd like, if they're maybe not uh, near the store, or they want to learn more about Rebel Nell and T, where do they go for all that information? The best place to start is rebelnell.com. Uh, you can shop online, you can learn about tea, you can also um, find our store hours. We're located right in Detroit in the Northwest Goldberg area over by the Motown Museum at 1314 Holden Street. Also follow us on social media, uh, both on Facebook and Instagram. We're very active. I love that. Well, Amy Peterson from Rebel Nell in Detroit, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you, Amy. And you have a fantastic name, by the way. <laughs> of course we do, right? Hey, if you want to get more information about Rebel Nell or about the Crafted in Michigan campaign, head to MLive.com.